welcome back to Let's XP Gaming, episode number 11. Tonight, we're going to talk about Dead Space, which was my pick. Uh, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Last time, we talked about doing a pick every couple weeks, but we're going to push that back to one pick a month, give us a little bit more time, especially if we get a little longer game. We're going to talk about trivia. We're going to do some game memories. Uh, but first, I'm one of your co-hosts, Todd. We have Steve and Mondo. Boys. What's up? Uh, tell the uh, Dodgers to go easy on the Angels, buddy. I know, man. I, I have the game on mute, mute on the background. It's a pretty, pretty good feeling to to see them beating your team. So I thank them for that. Uh, we'll see. We need a oh, wait, I was gonna say we need a Canadian baseball team, but we have the Toronto Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Team. I stopped watching baseball in two thousand four. So what? Why? Because yeah. I'm bitter that my team uh, went to Washington and I haven't <laughs> oh, watched it the since. Expos? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I was I was a huge fan of the Expos, and I watched baseball all the time. I fucking loved going to the ballpark. There's just a feeling about going to a ballpark that it's amazing. Uh, you know, other sports don't match, and God, I miss it. But yeah, well, come out when you when you come to Southern California sometime in your lifetime, man. I'll take you to a real baseball game at Dodger Stadium, not that uh, Angel Stadium crap. So but... just make sure that you don't look anyone in the eye. You might get stabbed. <laughs> it won't uh, be a giant dodger game i promise it'll be yeah a- or the uh you know the sewer will rupture and spill fucking shit on the field no, that's no oakland, that's oakland ace that's oakland no big ace. Deal. and it's <laughs> latrine so <laughs> if you want to if you want to pay um 25 dollars for a beer over there steve because those things are expensive uh, that's everywhere that's every fucking sport that's crazy <laughs> so well, here you guys Canada, are uh, 30 bucks because they pay yeah, exactly the, yeah, the, the, the conversion <laughs> that's what i was about to talk i heard you're uh, planning some trips or something for uh coming up yeah well hopefully I, I don't know yet uh i have to be vaccinated before i can go and our vaccinations aren't as quick as the u.s so uh, i don't know i don't know US if baby u.s baby what's up <laughs> got mine got mine friday what's up come on nice. oh shit any, any side effects just uh like a punch in the arm basically Oh, that's good. Number two on its way, right? Yep. And well, to our listeners, I apologize for the delay. I know we missed a week. We had, I had some stuff going on, so it's my fault. But uh, we're back. Um, it's good to hear your guys' voices. Um, I need your guys' help on, well, Steve, your help too. So don't, I don't want you to not be included. But I have to prepare a party coming up. For one of my kids man and i have no idea what to do i'm all gamed out of themes and stuff man i need you guys to give me a, a real quick a heads up on something i should do for her man how many are we talking how many kids are we talking here well i have anything it doesn't even have to be a party man like a, a place to take i know you guys are travelers steve's a traveler you know what, what's something fun that comes to your guys's mind which which age is what we're doing are we talking about eight-year-old nine-year-old are we talking about no nah, we're talking about uh my nine-year-old gonna be nine um well i think they're at that age where you can host a little party a little get together and be like a servant for them um have some gaming set up on the switch maybe have some popcorn have some grilling going on uh just be the cool dad man that plays uh plays the games and hosts everything have them play some dead space Yeah, (laughs) put it on there (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I, I know my nephews around the same age did a vr party uh oh, like okay you, you can rent them here it's like a truck that comes to your house and you go in the truck and they have like vr setups and stuff or different gaming setups so 
don't know if that's yeah. a thing where you guys are, but no, it definitely is. As gaming trucks is that that believe they refer to them as here, where they pull up and stuff. I, I'm just trying to find something to do, man. Because last year we skipped the kids' birthdays. We just kind of you know drive by type thing because of COVID, and now we're at that pinnacle where things are going to change here real soon, mid April. But her her birthday is also mid April, so kind of feel bad. Don't want to do it two years in a row. So thanks for thanks for the ideas, man. I'm definitely going to consider them. All right, what played? Do it. What played? Do Who it. wants to take it first? You I'll do go. it, buddy. Oh, you do it. Yeah, All right. All right. So my my gaming hasn't been as crazy intense as as it usually is. Um, like I said, I've had a few things going on, um, but I did manage to squeeze in some gaming here and there. Um, the first one, uh, what I was doing is I went back real quick again to Valhalla. They're having their special event for Easter. Um, it's pretty much just like a cosmetic looking thing. They changed the settlement to before it was for Christmas and now it's for Easter and there's Easter egg hunting and stuff. And I, I really did it because my, my youngest, who we were just talking about, uh, she's pretty big into these, you know, holidays, manufactured holidays, whatever you want to call them. And uh, she, she was having fun going around as Eivor looking for, for, uh, for Easter eggs and stuff. So we played that. I played that. And then uh, I've been playing a lot of Marvel strike force on mobile after talking about it last Um they just dropped some new content for Silver Surfer um, to complement the Fantastic Four team. Um, so I got pretty hyped up, started playing that, and uh, just been pouring a lot of time into uh, trying to unlock them. So that's what I've got going on for what I've been playing lately. Nice. Um, for me, I'm back on that adventure shit, finally. <laughs> Fucking I almost bought that. I almost bought that the other day. Uh, um, I almost did, too. So, uh, yeah, I finally got to the uh, Series X uh, boost that I was looking for. And now it's in 60 frames uh, with fucking beautiful visuals, 4K. Uh, game's awesome, man. Uh, my my best friend uh, just rented it from the library. And <laughs> he can rent games from a library? Well, yeah, here we can. Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! Um, right, so you can do uh, that there too, Mondo. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I've never rented games from a library. Go to the library, you tool. Libraries are awesome. No, I haven't returned my library book oh. from like God knows how long ago. Get you. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't want to be like, "Hey, your fucking total is like a million dollars." So I'm good. <laughs> yeah, they they send me texts every time a book's overdue because we go to the library every oh, week shit. or two. Such a great family. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. We cut you out. That's all good. Yeah. So, so my friend just started playing, and he's like, "Holy shit, this game's awesome!" Like, yeah, it's it gets a bad rap because I hear some of the post game stuff is uh, not the greatest. Although they are working on that because they're releasing a bunch of DLC. Uh, but the fucking campaign is just so good. Uh, I started replaying it from the beginning because I want to experience the whole thing in 4K. And uh, yeah, fuck, it's so good. It's so so good. So I highly highly recommend it to anyone out there. Uh, the other game I'm playing this is probably the last time I'm going to talk about. It. <laughs> so I've talked about it quite a few times, and that's Gears of War 5. Yeah. Uh, so two of my friends and I have been playing on, like, the tougher difficulty uh, for the campaign. And I'm the only one out of the three that has a Series X. And for the first time, it actually affected the game to the point where we almost couldn't play with each other. And I'll explain why. There's a level uh, right near the end where... Uh, you load in and the fucking you just get assaulted with a bunch of uh, enemies and it's like crazy they're just coming after you there's a ton of them and there's not a lot of cover so i'm hosting because i'm the one who started hosting in the first place and what would end up happening is i load in when we die i start killing people and i'm doing stuff and all of a sudden my friends are dead i'm like god damn it guys it turns out (laughs) 
they haven't loaded yet because it oh, takes shit. 10 to 12 seconds to fucking load compared to me. So that discrepancy made it almost impossible for us to finish that part of the level because in 10 to 12 seconds, you're already completely swarmed and Fuck. my friends are dead. So we ended up doing it, but it was frustrating. Like it was just, it's a frustrating thing that people don't think about when you're playing with uh, people on, on another console. So just watch out if you're playing on a series x and your buddies are playing on an xbox one i'm assuming it would be the same for ps5 ps4 just be careful of that because you do end up loading in before and that's uh it's a problem that's a challenge of gaming baby right <laughs> yeah, yeah so there's challenge and there's you're dead before you even load in you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so i get it was frustrating for them and the final favorite. one I'm not on. gonna talk. yep what's your favorite character in avengers to play uh I really, like, you know, it's ironic. I really like Kamala Khan, um, who plays. She's uh, the fan. Miss Marvel of the characters. Yeah, she, she's she's kind of the the main story thread, like the one that you're following more than others. Oh, okay. uh, Cap is super fun as well. Like I don't, I just like his uh, his style. Um, Iron Man's okay. Hulk is cool, but kind of normal, just bashing. Thor is actually really cool. So maybe Thor out of the like regular Avengers. Okay, they're they're all fun. They're all fun in their own different way like even do you like think Black that do you think that game's gonna have the capacity to have like a a bunch of unlockable characters you know where we're not just talking like 10 or 11 like like an actual huge roster because i know they got wakanda uh black panther coming out mm-hmm. hawkeye um and there's yeah. a couple other ones right they, so they have both hawkeyes out uh, him and kate bishop okay uh right now uh black panther is next and I saw a list somewhere of planned DLC that they have, and it's a pretty big roster. So, okay. yeah, I, I think they're going to have a lot. Now, those characters aren't in the main story. They're all separate, their own separate DLCs. So they're all in self-contained stories that uh, okay. are really cool. They're really interesting and stuff. Like, uh, the, I think it's the Cockeye one plays into the future and stuff. So it's oh, cool. Yeah, I haven't played old- them yet because I'm not done the campaign, but old hulk with the hair on the sides type deal right yeah exactly okay very cool um and the last game i played i'm not going to talk a lot about it because if ever it's available this is definitely going to be one of my picks for her you guys to play because i think it's the perfect game for us to review and that's angry video game nerd one and two deluxe um so Angry Video Game One, uh, Angry Video Game Nerd uh, One, and Angry Video Game Nerd Assimilation are uh, <laughs> two games that they did a few years ago, and now they put both them together. They revamped all the graphics and they added a third chapter to the story. And this game is fucking fantastic. It's a platformer. It makes fun of all the like tropes from platformers and games in the 80s and 90s it's it's very self-aware of itself uh, the enemies are super fucking funny the levels are hilarious uh especially if you're a fan of the angry video game nerd you'll really appreciate this game but even if you're not there's enough references to video games of the 80s and stuff and uh, tropes from those video games that it's super enjoyable and it's fun to play like it controls great awesome game so highly recommended just came out on xbox and ps4 and it's already out on Switch and Steam. I'm looking forward to that. I'll get it if that's your pick, bud. Yeah, me too. Okay, if you guys decide to get it, then that'll be my pick. Uh, spoiler alert, in two weeks. <laughs> or two episodes. I'm ready. Oh, two months. Right, One whenever, month. whenever I get the pick. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, I got two for tonight. First one, Madden 21, face of the franchise, which is super fucking weird, man. <laughs> um, everyone's seen Ready Player One. Ty Sheridan plays the title character in that Parsable. He plays your rival quarterback um, in Madden, and it puts his face and body into Madden, and it makes him all buff, and it's just super strange. Um, obviously, his voice acted by him. Um, but in, in past Madden franchises, face of franchise, usually you just like create a character, right? And you put them on a team and you fucking just play. This one's got a very weak story that you cannot skip. Um, so you're playing high school ball, you're playing college, but you can't pick when you play. You get benched and the AI is just terrible. The story is garbage because... I'm throwing like seven TDs a game, like 600 yards passing, <laughs> scrambling for three. And then the coach is like, you did terrible. I'm benching him. I'm like, what the fuck game are you watching, dude? Um, and then when I go to college, it's like, all right, you, did, you were shit in high school. You have everything to prove here. I'm benching you. I'm like, are you, what? And then I'm in the freaking NFL finally. And I win the Super Bowl. I, I get put in the game because, you know, the quarterback gets fucking taken out. I win yeah. the fucking Super Bowl and I don't get rookie of the year. And the next season, they tell me I'm garbage again. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's <laughs> not a very positive enforcement type game, man. Oh. <laughs> You're shit. <laughs> You're fucking trash. And then I win the, and then my first full season, I win the Super Bowl. And then they say, you know what? We're going in a different direction. And they make me a free agent. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> so it's like no, like, adaptive AI. It's, you know, strictly scripted no matter how well you play, it's just you're sucking your garbage and it makes it like, it's, it, it tries to make it one of those stories where like the underdog comes, but I'm not the fucking underdog. I'm fucking rocking it. Um, Stop putting on in fucking easy mode. Mono, please. Okay, we're talking about <laughs> Madden 21 here. Um, I know. See, I ended up beating that and the way you beat it basically is you get the Hall of Fame rank um, achievement or whatever and then basically franchise is over because nothing else to do. Um, and then, you know, playing with my kid, he likes playing that game and I like rocking him. Are you still dunking on him, man? I mean, he, he asked for it. He's like, I'm going to freaking wreck you. I'm like, are you sure? I'm like, do you want to go easy or hard? He's like, go hard on him. All right, motherfucker. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, watch this. I'm like, watch this sack. I'm like, fucking. So you're basically it. treating your son like the game is treating your made up player. Yes. <laughs> you're garbage. You're garbage. <laughs> well, at least that he can learn to play well. I'm already at top tier and the game's not teaching me anything. <laughs> so you, you only get better if you play someone that's better than you so i'm teaching them all the gotcha. tricks and stuff gotcha um and then far cry primal uh bought it a long time ago and you know i was looking through the you know that that everyone does it where you're looking at your list and you're like i have nothing to play but you have yeah. like 130 games <laughs> yeah, right so i'm like you know let me download primal uh throw it on there and it's fun it's a lot of fun it's obviously not like a traditional far cry where you're running around with guns you're literally like ten thousand years ago um, fucking around with spears and arrows and all that, killing rival clans and saber tooth tigers, and it's it's a lot of fun. Crafting's cool, exploration's cool, uh, and I'm digging it. So yeah, those are my two. Did they make their uh, own language for that game too, or something like that? Probably. I mean, the subtitles in English, and they're like mumbling basically. But yeah, yeah that game looked cool. Maybe I'll jump into Far Cry series soon. I know the new one's coming out uh, either yeah, this with, year or uh, next year. With a Breaking Bad villain, right? Yeah, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Primal was awesome, though. It was a really cool uh, departure from the other mm. Far Cry games while keeping, like, the gameplay. And it's just fun to throw fucking, like, spears and shit. Yeah, spearing uh, people was really fun. And I like the pets you get, <laughs> like, like Sabertooth Tiger and all that stuff. It's just, uh, it's 
cool game. Pterodactyl, Mastodon. Hmm. Not Power Rangers. Rangers. <laughs> not Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not too long, too, which is nice. It's not like a it you know fifty hour oh, okay. thing. It's, uh, it's like 15, 20 hours, if I remember. Yeah, I'm kind of like I'm kind of liking, yeah, that that sweet spot. You know, it's like when you're watching a series, um, you know, on Netflix or something. I used to love the 13 episode series, uh, but then they like knock it down to like eight or ten, which is perfect. And same thing with games. Like, I don't know, 20 hours seems manageable, but then you get into like an Ubisoft game and you're like 110 hours, which I don't mind playing, but fuck, it makes you exhausted at the end. Yeah, I think I think 10 on the short range to 20 is like ideal for a, like a story driven one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Did we get a question about that? uh, Yeah. But uh, before we get into that though, I kind of wanted to go over a few things for, uh, for news real quick, if that's kind of fine with you guys. Sure. So real quick, something I was hyped about, not necessarily game related, but they just dropped the cast. Roby one Kenobi thought that shit was badass. Did you guys see it? Looks great. Yeah. It's awesome. Dude, they, they have Uncle Owen and Baru coming back. <laughs> I'm excited about that. And then O'Shea Jackson Jr. has got me hyped up. I don't know why. I, yeah. I like them. In, what, what I, is, mean, I might have the wrong nationality, forgive me, but the Indian gentleman. Oh, like uh, Kamel Nujami or whatever. Uh, yeah, he's great and he's everything. Great. So I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to him. I hope he's not. And that dude's Jack now. Oh, yeah. I, hope, yeah, I just he's hope he's not a voice. Right? Right, yeah, he could yeah. be just a robot too, right? You yeah, know, I, I hope not. Star I hope he's a character because I like his, I like his, uh, his visual acting ability. So I mean, cool. we're not even, we didn't even bring up Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. You know, obviously oh, Ewan McGregor was a a must for it, but Hayden Christensen, holy shit! But then they even got a Indira Varna, who's the, uh, she was the Sand Snake chick from Game of Thrones. Right. Yeah. yeah so I'm totally hyped because she's badass too. Nice. Um, do you guys see that uh, Microsoft is reporting uh, that they're going to be buying Discord? Yeah, I saw that. For $10, ten, ten billion. billion. <laughs> <laughs> $10 billion. Hey, we're going to buy you $10 billion. I I saw this and I just kept thinking to myself, like, dude, Microsoft is just, there's nothing left. Sony, you better hurry up because there's literally it's like nothing. Disney. It's like Disney. Fuck, you know, dude. <laughs> we're only going to have two consoles, like, in the near future. It's going to be just straight up Sony and Microsoft with Microsoft being the big head. Um, AC uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla they announced the drop date for the next DLC um, Steve you're probably not going to play till the end of the year I think you said but this one's going to drop uh, April 29th uh, of, yeah April 29th it's going to be take place in Ireland which I'm totally hyped for um, Jade Raymond who was the executive producer for Assassin's Creed she just started a new studio in Montreal um, she's going to be calling it uh, I think Haven Studios so Steve, go get us some intel, man. It's a Sony studio, isn't it? Yeah, Sony. They're working on a on a uh, first party oh, IP right. for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So that that's you, man. Get that intel. Yeah, I'll, I'll get on that. <laughs> and uh, I know you guys touched on this on on your other podcast, but uh, rest in peace, Yafet Kodo. I saw that uh, when it happened, and that was uh, it was pretty devastating, man. Alien, Running Man. Um, James Bond, that dude was a, a treasure, and it sucks to have lost him. So that's what I got for news. Cool. You want to get some questions? Yeah, I got some questions. I don't know if you have um, questions too. This one I got from uh, from Twitter uh, from our buddy Guardian Ace, also known as 
uh, Raining Blood 16. And the question he had for us is, does anyone on the pod try to get every like game in a franchise, even if they're on a system you don't own? Uh, for example, he's trying to get all the uh, Resident Evil games, and he especially loves the European covers. I didn't even know there was European covers for games. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, I'm, you guys I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, they love to do that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the only European. I only have one European game in my library, and that's uh, Rock Band ACDC because my name was in the credit. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's the only reason I bought it. Um, you know, but to answer your question, no, I uh, I'll get like the games if it's on a system I'm playing, but I won't yeah. go back to old systems and buy stuff like later. You know. Yeah, and for me, I'm pretty much a creature of habit. Like I'm more of a mainstream gamer. Um, so for sure, like, you know, uh, Uncharted and stuff, like I'll buy all those games, Assassin's Creed. I mean, I guess with Assassin's Creed, I, I try to buy them all, even when they were like uh, on handheld systems, which I don't usually buy. Um, but there were a few that came out like on Nintendo DS and stuff for that franchise specifically that I never got. Um, kind of regret it because I would just love to have it just to say I have it. But I guess the older I get, the uh, the want for some of this stuff kind of decreases because you have to budget because you know you have to make a life for more than just yourself uh, so he's taught the guys who bought both fucking systems right um but no for me i mean i'm like i said creature of habit i'll buy all the stuff that i want for the franchise that i like specifically um you know division uncharted god of war and all that stuff but as far as like going back and buying games from like other systems older systems like not not as much for me yeah, and that's a it's a solid note for me. I do that for movies though. I uh, collect, especially my favorite movies. I'll buy whatever Japanese, Australian, English release of the movie. But video games, nope. Just strictly whatever, um, whatever the base game is. I usually don't even go deluxe on the American releases. So, no, not for me. Okay. And then we had a question on our Discord. Uh, which, come on, come join us. Come have fun. Come have awkward conversations fun conversations come be yourself talk about games uh we got a couple questions from our buddy chuck captain amazing 85 uh the first one is favorite rpg games his is uh the fable series it's a uh, series that he loves so much uh for me off the top of my head was uh i i love i mean kotor right Night to the Old Republic. I mean, how can you not like that game? It, it is amazing. It's fun. We've talked about it uh, extensively, but uh, definitely love that. And this idea that they're going to revitalize it and possibly bring another game in the series. Like, totally looking forward to that potential. Uh, and Diablo. Diablo is another game that I, I really love. And with the fact that they're coming out with remastered versions and stuff of it uh, this year, I'm super hyped about that as well. But those are just two off the top of my head right now. What about you guys? Uh, Fallout. Fallout's a good one. Um, yeah, I don't know if Steve might have noticed, but I started playing Fallout 3 and New Vegas and 76. <laughs> I just I just threw them all on and, and dabbled in them like 20 minutes each uh, to see if I wanted to, you know, commit the time to any of them. Um, but yeah, Fallout Universe is awesome. I love the lore. Um, I love, you know, anything post-apocalyptic and that's just got a really cool vibe. I love reading about all the different vaults and stuff like the, uh, the one where it was like one male to all the females and oh damn one. Yeah. That's a dream come true. Right. And then, um, <laughs> unless you're married. Um, uh. and then I think one guy was like, had a vault with a bunch of puppets or something like that. Yeah. So good stuff, man. Fallout's great. 
Yeah, I fucking love Fallout. Uh, I've been playing since three, and I played them all since, and I just fucking love that one. Uh, Fable is another great one that he mentioned. Um, but one that comes to mind when I think RPG is uh, Kingdom Hearts. I, uh, oh, yeah. I just really love the mix of Final Fantasy, Disney, and like video games all kind of combined together. And it's just, a, I like the music. I like the characters. I love exploring the different like worlds within the Disney universe. You know, you get to go in Nightmare Before Christmas and Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and Finding Nemo. It's just, uh, there's a lot to love about it. So I, I love Kingdom Hearts. Sora. Sora. <laughs> Sora. <laughs> <laughs> uh and it's funny todd because you talking about the you know one guy to a bunch of chicks that actually leads into his next question because it says he asked uh what video game world would you like to be the main character in is leisure suit larry the best answer here <laughs> that, that, that's a nice callback <laughs> yeah it's a way it's a reach way back yeah. uh what do you got todd video game universe a tough one man um if my family is safe let's go with uh let's go with fallout man there's something like appealing to being the only one of the only people left you know to deal with modern day bullshit you know <laughs> um as long as families that's a given as long as families are safe of course um or like you know dead rising universe that'd be cool going around a mall killing zombies solving crimes you know saving the world stuff like that it's a tough one what about you steve uh, fucking Bioshock, man. Like, I would love to explore Rapture and Columbia. Oh, they, they're just yeah. so fucking cool and detailed. And I love the steampunk meets, like, Americana vibe that they have going. It's just, uh, I think, uh, you know, obviously it would be kind of dangerous going in there, but... Just a little uh, bit. I mean, you got uh, fireballs ex- and shit. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, as, like, an explorer, I think it would be really cool to just kind of go into those worlds and see what they have to offer. And see, I'm going to go a totally different route because I'm used to living a life of like, you know, living by the rules, comforting everything. I'm going to straight fucking debauchery. So I have to live in a Grand Theft Auto, man, where you can just fucking off the wall, fucking do crazy shit. Just die and respawn. And die, respawn, rob places, do just the craziest things you can think of. Like I would, I would love to live in a world like Grand Theft Auto. Those games are are so exciting they're funny you know they got the humor obviously it's big time adult humor but you know back when i was like a teenager playing those games seeing the pixelated characters and oh man he said fuck i can't believe that or hey they simulated you know boning in the car and stuff and then you get to like grand theft auto 5 and it's like a whole new level i mean no longer is it like a hot coffee mod that you would find in San Andreas? It's like straight up balls and everything. And I'm like, holy crap, man. So I definitely go to the full debauchery, man, and, and be a character in, in Grand Theft Auto Universe. All right. I'm at, uh, I like to be a spectator in Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dead or Alive uh, his, Stream. Yeah. <laughs> His next question for Chuck is, uh, what is your specialty game type that you are uh, most confident in your abilities? For him, he's pretty decent at Call of Duty and uh, MLB The Show. Oh, that sounds like a call out to you, bud. I know, man. I, I, hey. I responded back to him. Cross-platform for uh, MLB The Show. That's exciting. The next one, right? Yeah, 21? that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's going to Xbox finally. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be cool, man. I'm, I'm ready to play it. I, although I think those iterations, you know, 2019, 2021, they're all pretty much the same thing, man. I don't know. Nothing changes. Can't do much more. The price. Can't do much more, man. It's like. No, and you're and you're right. I mean, at least you could bump the graphics or something mm-hmm. where the uh, the 
the stand people in the stands and stuff aren't all like the same carbon copy of each other doing the same thing but uh i mean they're fun i love that game so i definitely i'm i'm pretty mediocre at mlb the show i talk a lot of shit but i'm decent but for me uh third person shooters i'm i'm pretty decent at i think as i get older though my my abilities to play games and being good at them are 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 fastly fading away man i'm not as good as i used to be but my my niche my thing to go to is third person shooters yeah i'm fps all the way um, used to be really good online. I like we've talked about many times. We just don't have the time to dedicate to be on par with these teenagers. And you know, all power to them. That's what I was doing too at their age. Um, it's just not fun to get stomped repeatedly because they can put X amount of hours in. Especially with fucking digital learning. They're not fucking digitally learning. They're playing fucking Xbox. <laughs> What's I wrong know with my that? Kids do. <laughs> yeah, get on, get on that fucking learning Lexia bullshit. Um, yeah, FPS. So I'm, I love them. Uh, for me, uh, my niche would be like Halo. I'm, I've been playing Halo, you know, since the beginning, and oh. pretty much nonstop forever. Um, can, I else, can I be Master Chief instead for my gaming answer? I'm gonna just be Master Chief. Right? <laughs> be the ma- you old fuck. I'm trying to finish the fight. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. also really good at platformers. So that uh, you know, I've been playing like Mega Man, which you guys have probably never heard of. <laughs> Doctor Light, <laughs> Doctor Light, Doctor Wily. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so like Mega Man, Mario, uh, stuff like that. I just, you know, I played a lot of them when I was a kid, and I adore them. And yeah, I'm pretty good at them too. Cool. We also got another question from Odd Job versus 007. Um, he says Dead Space is definitely due for a sequel. What other gamer franchise does everyone think needs to make a comeback or even a remake of? Oh, I think we covered this in like our first episode. Yeah, we did a whole episode about it, didn't we? Uh, Rise, Son of Rome, underrated, needs a remake, needs a sequel. That's coming back though now, isn't it? What? I I just just, just read about that. Oh, yeah. Well, make it happen because that's a great game. You know, I thought about, I was thinking about this question when I saw it uh, today and, uh, Twisted Metal. I really want Twisted Metal, man. I think I don't know if that's what I said, you know, back in the first episode or not. After uh, after we got the uh, PlayStation games and truck racing on our Discord, it really got me thinking, man. I really want a Twisted Metal game back. You know, those games are so much fun when I was younger, and to see them do something like that with these current gen systems, I would be totally invested. I'd play the shit out of that. Yeah, th- those were fun. Uh, just so you know, episode two, we talked about um, remakes we wanted. Episode six, we talked about sequels we wanted. There we um, go. But uh, yeah, it's, for me, like Bioshock, it's it's we're fucking way overdue for a new Bioshock. So oh, that's that's in the works, man. It has to be. It's like one of the it, yeah. Everyone knows it's in the works, but until I see it and I know, like, and believe it, are they on the moon? Are they like what's going on? Like, yeah, I'm still gonna beat that drum. Do you have any other questions that came in at all, Steve? Uh, maybe, but I think we're we're good for this week. We're good. I'll see okay. You for next time. Yeah. All right. If we didn't get to your question, we'll definitely get back to it next week. We truly appreciate you guys sending those in. It gives us stuff to talk about. You can hit us up on our our Discord, Twitter. I'm uh, at Jedi Mind Twelve Hundred Seven. Steve's at Flipping the Nerd. Todd is MIA. Um, but hit us up with your questions. We doing a memory or are we doing trivia? Uh, let's do memory and then trivia. Okay. All right, Galaga. arcade i'm doing all right the galaga by the way is my favorite arcade game of all time uh but i'm doing all right you know i'm third or fourth level getting kills whatever dying this fucking guy's talking shit fucking talking (laughs) shit you gotta you gotta go you gotta go left oh you gotta go right you gotta hit the fire hit the fire button what are you doing i'm like all right i I lose i pull out a quarter 
I put it down. I'm like, this is for you, man. This is for you. Play the game. Gets rocked in the first fucking level. I'm like, all right, good. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Point proven. I hate when people fucking want to be over your shoulder telling you how to play a game. Shut your damn mouth. And you were embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> end of story. <laughs> Steve? Uh, all right. Hardest thing I've ever done in a video game. Um, so I lived alone at the time. Uh, this is when I, you know, I was in post-college, but, you know, had just started working and stuff. And I bought Eternal Sonata on Xbox 360, which is a JRPG. And typical JRPG, it's fucking tough as hell. Uh, you know, the bosses are really tough. There's a lot of grinding. So you get at a level that's good enough for the bosses and stuff. So very cool game. You know, you play as uh, Chopin, the uh, composer. And there's a lot of awesome stuff that goes on. And then midway to three quarters into the game, one of my favorite characters dies. And I was fucking uh-huh. devastated. I'm like, God damn it. I-, I didn't want that character to die. And then I get to near the end and I looked it up online and this is early internet. Uh, so there wasn't a ton of info and stuff, but I heard that if you do this special castle, that character can come back alive. And I'm like, fuck yeah, because I don't want to, in my world, in my existence, I don't want this character dead, right? Holy shit. <laughs> like the regular bosses in that castle were the main bosses of like other levels. And that's, oh, it was like, it was probably the, it's the toughest thing I've ever done in the video game was beat that goddamn castle. I spent days and weeks leveling up and grinding and then trying and then losing and then doing it again and again and again, just so that character would live. And when I finally did it, I was ecstatic. And it's funny because I had to do the castle before the end because it didn't have an end game. So I get to the end and it's like one one hit, you know, because I was so powerful at that point for the main game that was like ridiculous. But but if you're ever gonna try to get that character revived, good fucking luck. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's something else. Uh, and for me, uh, mine more so is uh, it's an arcade event uh, experience as well. And for me, you know, arcades were were amazing to go to, you know, you, you didn't go to them, to them that often when you did, you only had a certain amount of money. Right. And I, I remember always playing that Jurassic park game. You remember the one you sit in and it like moves and everything with you. Um, I used to play the crap out of that game when I was little, you know, a dollar a pack, a dollar a pop. So uh, for me, you know, you get to play maybe two, three dollars the most before your mom tells you, hell no, that's too much money. Um, but I remember just always wanting to beat that game wanting to beat the t-rex as he chases after you and i could never do it as a kid right um and then growing up you know get starting my own family i have girls so i i never really knew which way they were going to go you know i was never going to force games on them or anything that i liked it was more so if, if they take to it they take to it well we usually go on vacation um every year or uh, for their birthdays or for like a special event to just kind of get away and we we went to a place called green valley resort out in henderson nevada nice cool big resort you can stay at pool it's got a movie theater inside the resort and it's got an arcade and I remember it's probably about two years ago now maybe maybe two and a half um, I went and they have the Jurassic Park game there so you know as a proud parent you're like ah you know you guys go play like your your claw games and and your um, you know that game that goes around in a circle and you got to hit the button to get the jackpot to win the tickets yeah (laughs) yeah you know, I thought they're going to play this and, and to see see my second born be like, dad, we got to play that Jurassic Park game. And I'm like, oh, shit, is she being real with me? Is she messing with me? Is she reading my mind or what? I, sitting there playing that game with her uh, was one of the coolest experiences ever. 
um, because she's totally into it. You know, is she killing anything? Not really. You know, she know how to reload the gun? Not really. But to see her in there playing with me and uh, ultimately finally getting around to killing that damn T-Rex the first time around when he's chasing after you're not killing it, but, you know, beating that level uh, is one of those uh, put it in the uh, the memory books. Um, one of those dad achievements uh, reached. Nice. Trivia. Trivia. All right. Let me let me pull mine up real quick. I was super lucky. Uh, our boy Chuck actually sent me questions to ask you guys so these are all chuck thank you chuck um i'm gonna take it first you guys ready all right well, uh, score, scores are as follows myself nine second place steve first place 18 mono third place was seven let's go all right let's go like i said these questions are from homeboy chuck first one is what was the first gaming console to have internal memory oh um game boy Steve? Let's let's go NES. Wrong, both of you. Oh. You want another chance or should I call it? Yeah, let's do. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, If you want another chance, go for it, buddy. Well, here, let's do this. I'm going to call it, but there's a bonus point attached to it, so you'll have a chance to get a point, anyways. Okay. Okay? So the answer was Sega Saturn. Mm. Bonus point is. How much memory did it ship with? Huh. Eight megabytes. Todd? Six megabytes. Both wrong. Dang it. The answer is one megabyte. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's like one picture today. <laughs> That's one pixel. <laughs> Sheesh. I just remembered the memory on the NES was on the cartridge, not on the console. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that NES. Yeah, because Zelda kept your save games. But uh, it was on the cart. You could bring it to your friend's house and play it. So it was, I just remembered after I said it, it's like, fuck, it's on the cartridge. As a child, I was so confused that Zelda wasn't Link and Link wasn't Zelda. Yeah, a lot of people still are, I think. Like, huh? Yeah. (laughs) All right, I'll go next. Okay. Which game am I? Oh. First clue. The first game is set on the fictional island of Benoit. Um, uh, Dead Far Island. Cry. That's correct. Dead Island. Yes. The others were features a character named Sam B. Its sequel was titled Riptide, and its debut trailer was played completely in, rever- in reverse. So uh, good. That, that was a good one. Best trailer. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Mine are all slogans and taglines. Yay. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> what company would you hear this from? Power to the players. Oh, fuck. And it's right on my lip, and I can't fucking think mm. of it. Is, is it a game? What company would you hear this oh, from? It's a company. Power to the players. Is it. I, I know. Hold on. I'd say Nintendo just because they had the power glove and stuff. But... Is it GameStop? GameStop, you are correct. Oh, yes. Take an American company. <laughs> well, it's, don't have a... it's EB Games for you. Yeah, but we don't have the slogan. <laughs> well, it's not my fault. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, thinking the capital of Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> where Onomatopoeia. two human was made. Onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia. Uh, okay, next one. The founder of Atari... Also founded what popular dining franchise? Oh, that's Norman Bushwell. 
<laughs> he's fucking good. Bushel. Norm Bushwell. And... <laughs> but what, did he, what else did he do? Oh, I know this. Fuck. Denny's. Oh, yeah. he did uh, Chuck E. Cheese, didn't he? Yes, sir. That's right. Chuck Steve Cheese. on the board. Nice. Yeah. No, I, I remembered his name for sure. He's, he's a legend. Chuck E. Cheese. A legend. All right. Name me. Okay. I only need one answer. Okay. But there's two <laughs> possible answers. Name me one of the two DLC names for Dead Rising 2. Ishimura. Oh. Ishimura. Ah. Dead Rising DLC. 2 DLC. Yeah. There's two two different ones. <laughs> Name me one of them. Uh, I fuck. <laughs> Is it fuck? <laughs> Everything should be called issue, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I have no clue. So he's got I a little cough it. here. He's got his nasal. Yeah, I know, dude. Um, you're making me worried, man. I already, I already did. I already got my test. When? Oh, okay. Uh, four days ago. Okay. Oh, is it yeah. a boy or girl? <laughs> Twins. <laughs> no, it's Junior. The only yeah. right answer is Junior. Uh, I don't remember for Dead Rising 2, man. I remember the uh, protagonist, but yeah, I don't remember the name of the DLC. Isaac Clark. <laughs> no. You guys give up? Yes. I give up. It's uh, Case Zero and Case West. Oh. Yeah. God damn it. Hold on. Hold on. You said Dead Space or Death, Dead Rising? No, Dead Rising. Dead Rising. Oh, my God. You said Dead Space. <laughs> no. I would have got all those. Well, he said Dead Rising. Son yeah. of a bitch. Oh, that's why shit. I kept saying Ishimura. You guys think I'm fucking high? Well, I thought yeah. you were. You just didn't know, so you're no. messing around. Yeah, no. that's what I thought too. I fucking have these DLCs. You can't say Ishimura, Ishimura, Isaac Clark. I, I was yeah, surprised you didn't get it. I would have got it if I would have fucking paid attention. Oh, there you go. Oh God, oh, that's boy. your fault. That's my fault for doing GameStop. But Steve doesn't even have GameStop. Right. <laughs> um, well, hopefully Steve has this. Oh, no. <laughs> GameStop. <laughs> what company would you hear this? It's in the game. EA Sports. That's correct. EA Sports. Ooh. EA Sports. Sports. It's in the game. It's in the game. <laughs> if only well, what, what does that make games. you? What's the first game you think of when you hear that? Madden. Football. Yeah. You fucking Americans. <laughs> Me and and, and, NHL 94. Oh. NHL, you fucking Canadians. Yeah, let's, play some, <laughs> let's play some uh, field hockey, eh? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's play, play some, let's play some rugby. Hey, I, <laughs> book, I booked my flight to Newfoundland, Steve. Oh, you did? Yes. No. <laughs> I want to learn, uh, what'd you call it? Newsy? New... Uh, Newfies. Newfies. <laughs> yeah. I want to so, uh, learn how to talk like that. Mondo and I had a conversation about what, he wants to know what the like most pinnacle Canadian accent is. I told him the goofiest is by far the newfies so which is uh it's amazing dude provinces it's, it's it's really something i'm moving there and i'm finding me a, a a second lady out there all right Just like a family, a canadian way. canadian family no all right third and final question for me Do it. is what video game character was the first to have a balloon in the macy's thanksgiving day parade for me no what is mario no. Give That's, you guys one more try. What is Pac-Man? No. Steve? Game. Uh, let's go Sonic. <laughs> oh, fuck. You got it. Damn. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> According Son to Chuck. Son of a bitch. Sonic, dude. Nice. All right. Um. Uh, okay. It's, it's my turn. Yours? Okay, go. Yeah. All right. Ishimura. <laughs> Ishimura. Let me pay attention now better here. 
what's the name of the Dead Space <laughs> spin-off indie game? Extraction. Oh, nice. Oh, it's not? Oh. Uh, no? Nope. Is that Gears of War Extraction? Uh, no. No? Okay. Uh, Dead Rising... Ishimura. No, Dead Space. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dead Space, right? Dead Space. Okay. Space? Dead, Dead Space spin-off indie game. Oh. Oh. Uh, dead Water. <laughs> no. You, you want another guess, Amanda? Is this a newer one? It's, no, it's that... the newest one, but it's not new. Oh, I don't know. I only know the extraction. Hmm. That's not a game, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, 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 I know. It is a game, though. I could. I just can't think of what you're thinking of. There is this Dead Space Extraction. Maybe that's uh, one of the CGI movies. No, it's a game. I thought. Is it? I'll look it up. I'm gonna look it up after it's done. Yeah. Yeah, you guys give up? I don't know. Yes. It's Dead Space Ignition. Oh. Fuck. There is. I looked it up right now. Extraction was a 2009 rail shooter and prequel. It was on the Nintendo Wii. Well, I'll I'll give you the point then because I didn't even see that. So. Yeah. It is technically a spinoff. I get the point for Dead Rising. For issue we're on. No. Uh, so uh, ignition is um available on game pass but this one was apparently a wii exclusive Uh, it was it was actually it was on wii and then it was included on playstation 3 3. yeah i know because i played it it's on the disc of uh, death space 2 yeah nice i knew i wasn't that crazy see i gave it to you though thank you sir yeah it's only fair all right third and final slogan you are the controller you are the controller you are the controller <laughs> you are the controller dreamcast uh, what's it called that fucking uh, one second um, the controller you should oh, I, I, I just saw in a video today too the uh virtual boy you are incorrect oh, damn it. it is uh, microsoft's hit connect oh really <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I want to connect just so I can get an erection and see if it shows up. Bonus point. <laughs> bonus point. Oh shit, bonus point. What year is Dead Space set in? Oh, I just I wrote this down. <laughs> it's uh find your notes, turd. I'm <laughs> finding my I, notes. I, I have no idea. Let's go. 2508. Spot on correct. (laughs) Final scores tonight are myself. Well, we'll start with the winner. Steve, uh, Steve 21. Tie for second place at 10 each for me and Mondo. We're coming back, baby. Yeah. (laughs) I wrote notes, man. Steve makes me fucking nervous. So, like, every time I'm playing a game or if we're going to review, I'm writing, like, copious amounts of fucking notes. (laughs) Why? (laughs) I don't know. I just want to. I want to catch up. Yeah, I know, but I no, I'm not asking questions about the movies. Just in case, you never know, man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ready for some Dead Space 2009? Oh, yeah. I cannot wait to talk about Dead Space. Dead Space. It is about Mr. Isaac Clark, who's an engineer on board the USG Kellyan, and they are going to the USG Ishimura, who's doing a. They're like a planet cracker. They fucking uh, like you know mine for harvesting the planet yeah 
Um, they're answering a distress call. No one's answering the phone, blah, blah, blah. Uh-oh, they're crashing. They crashed into Ishimura. Now they're stuck. Right when they get on there, uh, shit runs afoul. All the crew's missing or either dead. They start getting attacked by some creatures. Um, they all get separated. So Isaac has to go off on himself, by himself to first get like a tram to go in so they can travel around. Then he's going to go on other missions and so on and so on while you're trying to figure out what happened to Ishimura's crew. What's going on with the planet? Why are they even there? Twists and turns, a lot of violence, and that's where we're at. Um, and like most games, you're the only guy who can do everything. Yeah, you know what's funny is that like we got trained soldiers and whatever, but all it took was this engineer <laughs> to fucking yeah. kill everybody. Engineer who was going to find his girlfriend, I believe. That's why he was on the Kelly and going to Ishimura. That is true. I forgot to do the pivotal uh, detail there where he, he has a... I guess a last transmission from his girlfriend saying like, I fucking love you, Isaac. Help me, Isaac. I fucking want that dick. And then <laughs> he's going to, he's going to find her. And then throughout the movie or throughout the game, we're like, you know, having flashbacks to that. And uh, his crewmates are be like, you'll find her dude. It's cool. Um, yeah. And this is my pick because a, I wanted to replay it and B it's an amazing game. Um, I am. I could not be happier that you picked this game, man. I mean, it, I've played it twice before. But then going into it again, I kind of thought, man, it's been a couple years. So it's probably going to feel dated. Like when you play some games, some old games, you're like, oh, man, this is old. I'm not really into it. Holy shit, dude. This It was like day one all over again. I mean, let, let's talk about that opening real quick. You know, as soon as those fucking alerts, proximity alerts go on. Oh, my gosh, man. Now you got to run and you're getting a necromorph chasing after you get to the elevator just in the nick of time only for that fucker to pride open this game was it was such a good revisit it's great i mean from day one or scene one it was what's especially clever too is like i forgot the camera setup you know so when yeah. you're in the bridge and then it like i'm like oh where the fuck is isaac oh no and the camera zooms out a little bit and you're like looking through him it's it's really cool man it's like a really yeah. cool setup to to where you're at what did you guys think about the like the sound like the music, the sound, and everything about this game. Amazing. The sound Perfect. design yeah. is fucking one of the best. Like, just... Doesn't it really put you there? You know, yeah. like, yes, we play games. You know, we've all played hundreds of different games, same games or whatever. But there's something about this one specifically, at least for me, where you could be just walking down just one of the corridors, you know, and, and the music is just playing so much into it. We're like, I don't want to look around the fucking corner. I do not want to look because they fucking appear. <laughs> yeah. Or even, even hearing the sounds, like you could hear them crawling in the ventilation system. They may not necessarily come out, but the game's like telling you like, you're not alone. There's something there. Like the sound for me was so pivotal. This game, it was so, it was executed flawlessly, man. I mean, I loved it. Um, and the variation of the enemy types, I don't remember like playing this game again. I don't, I never recalled how many different types of enemies there were uh, some that I loved and some that I fucking never want to see again for the rest of my life. Um, but the enemy types were so cool, you know, back kind of circle back real quick to the ambient sounds. I mean, you got the music and stuff playing the sound effects playing inside the ship. What about when you walk out of the ship when you're zero yeah. G? Mm, yeah. It's amazing. The, the switch <laughs> and sound and it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, this like is a silent. game in 2008, man. This is a game in 2008, and you're going into, whoom, zero, entering zero G. <laughs> like, 
I, I don't know. Yeah. Astounding oh. to me, man. It was, and, and what did you guys, I mean, I know we kind of, we're going to touch on a specific questions that, you know, th- shout out to Steve for giving these questions, man. I thought they were magnificent and I can't wait to dive into them, but the game's fucking scary, right? Yep. Yeah. It's uh like, I play a lot of horror games, but even this, like I was on edge like the whole time, you know, uh, yes, the only time, I, the only time I would breathe is when I'm going into the tram, <laughs> like to switch levels. You know, I didn't uh, even trust the tram anymore, dude. Yeah, it's uh, this game is has great jump scares, but also atmospheric scares, and it's just oh my gosh, yeah, it's fucking perfect for for scares. It's just the right amount, you know, not too much, but enough. It's just perfect. I mean, and and what I really loved about it was the game introduces you to the necromorphs early on. I mean, like within the first five minutes, let's say, and you're you're sitting there you see them you you kill them with the plasma cutter not a not a big deal right but fuck you go to like chapter two and you're already being introduced to harder versions of these characters and then they're fucking they're not walking after you this is not like old school walking dead right or or zombie movies where they're just kind of shuffling to you these motherfuckers look at you and they fucking sprint dawn of the dead style to you man and just when you think that, you know, these, these necromorphs are, you know, okay, I, I faced enough of these. I got it. Then they introduced new characters, man, or new, new enemies. And then you have to, I don't, it was crazy, man. I was always on the edge of my seat, you know, whether it be just fighting them head on or introducing a fucking puzzle while you're trying to fight them and do the puzzle at the same time. It was just crazy, man. It was crazy. Yeah. The keyword for me here was tense at yes. all times tense. Cause you would, you would, you would clear like a catwalk or whatever. And then you turn around, and there's a motherfucker coming after you. Yes. Like, what the hell? Or you hear them come out of the vent, and you look mm-hmm. in the general area of where you thought they came out of, and they're not there, and you turn around, and they're fucking right behind you. Yeah. Or you're getting shot, and you're looking around for this blob with three tentacles shooting stuff at you from the ceiling. It's like, it's crazy. It's good. You know what I really liked about this? I love the story with this game. I loved how it started off as, like, you know, answering the distress call. Um, you know, I, everyone's got their own motivation to going except for Hammond, right? Hammond's going because he's responding to it. Um, but you've got the chick. I forgot what her name was. Um, let's see. Annoying know. lady. Kendra Daniels. Yeah. You got her who's got this like ulterior motive that you learn later on. You've got Isaac going because he's trying to find his girlfriend, Nicole. And then you've got, you know, the marker being the big thing in this game that's turned everyone crazy. That's resulted in, in what's happening. Um, and then you've got like this cult of the church of unitology in the background. That's, I, it was just so cool. Like, I love culty type like movies and stuff, but to introduce it the way they did in this game, I, I thought it made the story so much better. Cause the story just kept getting better for me, better and better. What, what started off is just a, like a search and rescue ends up being so much more. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, yeah, this game is awesome, man. Um, you guys ready to get into some of the questions? Uh? Let, let's do it, man. I wrote a response for every question you had. Awesome. Uh, so the first one, what was your favorite weapon in the game? Ripper. I like the plasma cutter, man. You like the Ripper? Ripper, dude. There's something satisfying about the um, the sound, like the buzzsaw going. <laughs> you're just slicing dudes up, and you're, you got a bunch in front of you, just you know, swinging it left to right, cutting off limbs, Ripper all the way. Plasma cutter is really, really like satisfying, but man, I love the Ripper. I love the plasma cutter and I also had a, a special soft spot for the line gun because I felt like it was just a bigger version of the plasma cutter. 
Yep. I wrote almost verbatim. Plasma cutter, line gun second, a bigger plasma cutter with three points. <laughs> yeah. uh, so when I Even played the secondary it, shot on it too was badass. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when I played it in 2009, uh, because that was the last achievement I got in the game, I finished the whole game with just a plasma cutter. So in this one, I wanted to uh, get 30 kills with each weapon. Uh, which was good for the review, I felt as well. So I tried them all, but then I, I, the whole time I was thinking, oh, I can't wait to finish my 30 kills so I can get back to the plasma cutter. Because <laughs> it's just so satisfying to kill stuff with it. I just like when with the plasma cutter, like you could be so much more like sniper shot with it. And then when you get to, you know, switch it from like 90 degree and all that stuff, like not that I really ever changed it, but to me, it's like the plasma cutter was just like the safest one. And it was like the most ammo drop. Um, that at least I felt I ran across through the whole game, at least until the end of the game when shit started dropping like crazy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what about your least favorite weapon? Fucking flamethrower. <laughs> so it's very weak, but I hated the force gun. Uh, force gun sucked. Is that the one that blows them back? Yeah, it's just a fucking blow gun, basically. Like, I know it sets it up to put them in like a crowd control. Well, like zero grav traps or whatever. Yeah. But fuck that gun. It's just a puff of air. <laughs> uh, uh, mine's actually the uh, contact beam um, oh shit so th this is the one cool. that you kind of uh, you have to charge, charge before and the enemies are so quick and shit that it was oh, such a chore <laughs> I, I was so fucking happy when that achievement popped where I killed 30 guys with that gun so I could get never rid touch of it. it again <laughs> uh, yeah the, for me the contact beam it's just you have no time to charge you know there's no time for that shit and see the flamethrower was just like so you had to be close and then you get through the uh, ammo so quick and i thought like okay i was thinking of like mcgreary and all that shit you know flamethrowers and stuff just be badass but i learned really early on that that was a poor uh decision to get that gun before some other ones yeah for sure uh what were your favorite chapter in the game so favorite like level that you remember fuck dude i um so what i did with this one i kind of cheated i said uh i like chapters one through three because they were fairly easy and everything after that was just fucking insane yeah I, I, excuse me i like when the valor showed up and you're oh yeah you know it's gonna get the skate pod that has a necromorph in it from earlier because you just you kind of triggered it or whatever yep and i'm like oh fuck they're coming in they get rocked and they crash it's a, it's a really good reveal did you see it coming? I mean, obviously with the Necromorph, you know, them recovering and stuff, but it was just kind of like, even though you kind of see it coming, it was like, fuck, dude. It's like every good thing you do is still met with some kind of negative impact on you. <laughs> yeah. And you do a lot of shit, man, on, on this issue more. Like you literally, from one point of that fucking ship to the other, doing shit. What about you, Steve? Uh, I have two. The first one is the one where you hear Twinkle Twinkle Little Star in a yes. super creepy ass voice. Just because it was such a creepy level. Like, and as soon as you come off the tram, <laughs> it's already like spooky. There's dead bodies everywhere. There's fucking yep. like symbols all over the place and blood. And it's just, yeah, that's totally. That was my, later my on jam. in the chat. Later on in the game, right? Yeah, that's one of, that's have, like, like uh, the things on there. Third, third to last chapter. So. Yeah. With the candles and everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, and my other one I mean, is the, the greenhouse level. So oh. this is the one where you have to kill those like kneeling parasites. Um, they're spewing the gas and stuff. Yeah. So I really love that level. I don't know. It made me feel like, you know, I was chasing these fucking guys and killing them and because they don't attack back. It was fun to just like stop them. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Hey, circling back real quick to that level of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Didn't it suck when you, you come back and then fucking uh, Necromorph is 
hacking them up to bring them like revitalize them and shit yeah yep <laughs> god i was i was so i hated those things i wanted to kill them after a while yeah for sure um what about your least favorite chapter this one for me hands down fucking chapter four is titled obliteration imminent in this one you have to fight the it's the first time you run into the brute on the bridge right you you fight him he knocks the doors open you fight him you kill him then you fight another fucking brute later on in that mission and this one's like you have to move um these pillar type things in order to get access to the new area while this fucking brute is basically hunting you down i got my ass kicked so many times on that i, I had to walk away and come back but just when things couldn't get worse the fucking meteors the meteor zero g walk where you have to get to the gun to shoot um the rail gun thing you guys remember that? Definitely. The meteor shower walk pissed me off because I kept forgetting that you had to like jump from one area to another when you reach a certain point. But then you get to the end of that and you got the fucking rail gun, which would have been fantastic, but the controlling on that was horrendous. It was so bad. So for me, chapter four was just one that I, I wish I could have skipped over. That is mine as well. I hated shooting the asteroids. I hated it. Oh, so frustrating. And then when you got the two, the big one, where you were like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was, it's, it's garbage. I hated that part. Yeah, well, that's a unanimous decision here. Uh, <laughs> fucking, fucking terrible. Like, that, I hated that mini game with the shooting of the asteroids. It was it just was so hard. Yeah, it, it controlled like shit. <laughs> yeah. And little did I know that that controlling, even though I played the game twice before, that fucking would come right back. Yep, yep. I think so. it was in chapter five. Oh no, no, real quick on another one that I hated was chapter five right after that when they introduced the regenerating necromorph. All right. I hate enemies oh, that don't that die. <laughs> yeah. I hate enemies that don't die. And that one, it gives you it gave me anxiety because once I remember, I thought it was Dead Space 2 that it was introduced in, but then I run across him in chapter five. And I'm fucking shooting him like, you got to be kidding me. And then you have to use the status on him, uh, stasis, and uh, run away. And he just, he reminded me of a fucking nemesis dude from Resident Evil 3, where he just, no matter what, a motherfucker popped up. Yeah. So is that your least favorite enemy? And if if not, what is? Oh, dude, I had a, see... He's definitely, I hate him because he just gave me anxiety because you can't kill him. But my, my, the enemy I hated the most, and it's kind of a combo enemy, was those little fucking swarm things. Those little like tadpole cluster thing. I hated those guys. And I forgot with those burster characters that if you shoot them in the stomach, they come out of them. So there was plenty of times where I learned the hard way not to shoot them in the fucking stomach anymore. Because those, those little guys do so much damage. For you, yeah, my, mine too. Least favorite is the little crap fuckers that if you don't shoot them, they get on you and you have to do the need the button smashing to break them up. Wiggle them off. <laughs> um, so, so my least favorite is actually the hive mind, which is the big thing attached to the wall with the tentacles that shoots those fucking little babies <laughs> out of its oh, ass. Man. Uh, I like that one. <laughs> see, I, I didn't. Fuck, I died so many times the first time because I didn't know how to kill it. It's only later when I figure out that you could just hit his uh, stupid tentacles that he could kill him. Yeah, blow him off, yeah. Yeah, it took me a little while to figure that out. Uh, uh, yeah, but I hated that fucking creature. And just, see, ugh. he was he was one of my favorite design-wise because I liked it. You'd hear him like, oh, 
you know mm-hmm. and then he shot those things and stuff that would shoot little fucking booger beams or whatever you want to call me yeah it was frustrating but i like that character because of the design but one of my favorite ones was there was a and i went to go look at the names of what these guys were because i didn't want to just kind of like try to describe and be like what the fuck but there's a necromorph necromorph called a twitcher and he looked like he like when he runs at you he's like phasing in and out he's not like the other necromorphs it's just kind of like one solid thing like this guy like had like phasing powers you know those floors that you would walk on if you walked on them and yeah. died Mm-hmm. He, he was kind of like that like that's the that's the impression or illusion he gave off and they would just like run into a complete fucking burst of speed and get you they're easy to kill but terrifying when you saw them running from across the room to get you so they, I, it was called a twitcher and those ones i i liked the most so that was your favorite yeah yeah what about you Todd? what's your favorite uh, enemy uh they're called the guardian and i don't know if it's the one you're talking about steve but they're stuck on the wall yeah yeah with a little like human head yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the high like mind. Oh, that's high mind. It's called Guardian here. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but you just shoot his tentacles, or he shoots tentacles out of the ground and shoots at you. But I thought they were really creepy. Yeah, the, the screaming and stuff, dude. The, yeah, the, and don't and don't uh don't uh forget about the babies with the fucking three tentacles that come out. And shoot oh yeah, fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Especially in like zero G levels where oh you don't God. know where it's coming from and you're like, where the fuck is my getting shot from? Between getting hit from those assholes and those lurkers jumping from one side of the wall to the other, oh man. I would, I would over it. Uh my my favorite is actually the slasher. So the regular um, the regular one? The Intro regular one. one because it was so satisfying to like shoot his arms off kill and them. Then stomp them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Did you ever just... pick up their arm and shoot it back at him to kill him? Nope. No, I just maybe originally in 2009 if it's an achievement, but uh, not this time. I just I got lucky once or twice. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, So what was your upgrade strategy when you're in the store or where you're at the nodes? Like what how did you level up your character to make him as strong as possible? I went straight to the rig. I wanted to make sure that I had health. Um, and then when I remember that air was a thing, I was like, why do I need air? And I was like, oh, yeah, there's zero G shit in here. Um, but for me, it was like the rig was most important because the health was pretty low early on. And I wanted to make sure to get as far ahead of the game as I could with with making sure my survivability was good. 100% there too. Yeah, rig straight away. Uh, and then weapon secondary. So rig every time. Yeah, I, I went differently. Um, I started with the uh, damage on my plasma cutter because I wasn't getting hit much in the beginning. So uh, it made me very powerful, like really quick. And then I started focusing on the rig and then finally stasis and pull later. But uh, one thing I always made sure is I always had enough money for the next suit. Like oh, yeah. I never got to the next suit. I didn't have enough money for it. I was always prepared for it. So that's definitely one of my strategies. Yeah, playing that I playing that Tetris with your stash to, to see what you were going to take and what you were going to leave behind was, it was difficult at times because, you know, you'd have, and I know this is a question coming up, but you'd have like X amount of health packs or whatever, or, or status refills. And then you run into like a gold semiconductor or a Ruby semiconductor. And I'm like, fuck, I need the money. Cause I need to buy nodes. Nodes was like a, such a priority, like buy nodes. Cause I know throughout the game, they're only going to give you a certain amount and you have to be pretty uh, liberal or, or frugal with where you spend it. Did you use them for those rooms or did you keep them for? Yes, I rate? did. I always had, I always kept one on me. Um, so I would buy like a node to make sure I always had one at all times. 
Um, because in case I ran across one of those rooms, you know, when, when a room is locked and you need a special key to get in it, that usually means there's going to be a fair, decent, uh, um, you know, amount of treasure or whatever in, in that room. So I always want to get in them. And I think I got into pretty much all of them. Same for you, Todd. Would you uh, keep them or uh, use the rooms? Uh, yeah, I would keep them um, and just hoard them. And then plus, I was playing on easy too. I don't know if you got to these guys oh, that I hard on medium. Fuck yeah, that. I played easy. So I made it like because it's it's just like not as fun anymore unless you're achievement hunting to play it hard, in my opinion. But yeah, I, w- I didn't really have any strategy outside of just have some if I need them. Cool. And uh, speaking of your backpacks, so what were your absolute musts at all time? in your backpack like how did you manage your inventory oh dude Fucking i had guns. Health packs. <laughs> i had health packs i like so Bullets, for baby. me I, for me i focused on what guns i was going to use i wanted to have like a decent primary and secondary and everything else was going to be like health packs i never carried status i never carried a air canister can if i didn't really need it uh so for me it was like four health packs minimum um, especially because I believe I, I think I did it more than once where you press X to refill your, your life. And if you press it more than once, it still counts. It doesn't be like, it doesn't give you like a prompt, like, eh, eh, like you can't use it your full health. Mm-hmm. So there was a few times where I was like, fuck, fuck, what happened on my health packs? I have one left. So always had health packs and always had uh, just the basic ammo for like the plasma cutter or the line gun with me. Yeah. I would uh, have focus on ammo, but mostly ammo for the stuff I was achievement hunting at the time. So if it was, flamethrower to have a bunch of fucking flame gel or whatever it's called um and you know and vice versa health packs never used air too often because i never really felt threatened by the the air levels um but yeah a bunch of ammo man hell yeah yeah uh kind of same for me i I was four health two air one stasis and two full plasma cutters and then whatever else (laughs) i picked up or for my secondary weapon um the, the air i was just always afraid that i would ha- need it at some point but i never actually fucking used it <laughs> so i kind of had it in my pack for nothing same with stasis i didn't use stasis all that much in this playthrough i remember doing no. it a lot in my original playthrough because i played on a harder difficulty but on easy i didn't really need it all that much so did you guys feel compelled to like fight every enemy as they came up to you like even in the corridors or was there ever times where you like oh, i'm just gonna book it to the next door and hope that they don't follow me i killed them all yeah, yeah me too yeah <laughs> me too i never wanted to test it because i know there was a few times that i was playing and like they would hop into like the vent and i was like okay cool they're gone and then just to pop out on another part of the the area i was in i was like, okay fucking i'm killing everyone from this from this moment out yeah um what were your thoughts on the zero gravity levels toddy uh it could get confusing sometimes and a little bit annoying if you lost your bearings or you uh i think graphically too on the 360 even though i was playing the series x some of the like the walls and the flooring could look similar so it can kind of throw you off um and then sometimes i got a little bit like come on i want to get through this level instead of like flipping yeah. the the flipping the you know cameras nerd. around or whatever flipping the nerd, flipping the nerd. <laughs> <laughs> overall See, you... it was cool though but it got a little old sometimes I forget what chapter it was, but there was the big asteroid that you had to uh, plant the uh, beacon Not on. That Fuck level, that dude. level, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, can I tell you, I died like four or five times when it would shift. And I, I was had like, to Google it. <laughs> I, I had to watch I, a tutorial from 2009 <laughs> to, to figure out you can go outside in space. I was like, gosh, damn it. I was trying to and time see, it. <laughs> I'd see, I remembered that you can go out there, but it was like getting the angle and then it was like, 
the, the arms would rotate and it'd kill me and it'd kill me. And I'm like, fuck this. And then you have to go back in. I was like, oh my God, this just needs to be over. Those little fuckers were shooting things at you. I'm like, ah, oh, man, stop. But I loved it. I love the zero G. I, I liked when, when you're playing inside the ship and how there's like a complete difference, like you would expect going down to zero G, how it becomes like muted and you hear your breathing's a lot heavier. And, and even when you get hit, it's like muffled. Like I thought, again, for a 2008 game, to me, it was like, it was way beyond its time. Yeah, I, I'm like a mixed. It sometimes I was like I didn't know where the fuck I was, and you're on the <laughs> ceiling upside down. And you're like, oh fuck, is this like where I am? And yeah, sometimes I was really annoyed, and sometimes enemies were coming after me. I had no idea where they were coming from. It's just, ugh. yeah, it, it was fun. It was a fun dynamic, but uh, at times I was just over it. I did hate when you would walk um, in zero G, like you'd walk like you're stepping in shit, like or trying not to step right. in shit, mm-hmm. and then. And then there were some parts interior ship where there was like the overgrown like aliens, you know, um, where you felt like you're getting closer to the hive or something. You would walk when you're walking on that weird material, like you would do the same like shit walk. <laughs> and that frustrated me a little. But overall, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, what about the spacewalks? Did you guys like that? Uh, not after the meteor one. I liked it a lot because the sound design, it was just really cool how it got really muted. Um, Meteor one was annoying I agree but I, I thought they were cool still It was cool to take you outside Of the ship it was cool to like I mean you get there you start the game Going towards it and then This game just doesn't limit you to Just interior it, it gives you exterior And again I, I Liked it I like being I liked how it just the audio and everything changes Like that that to me made this Game so so cool so So fun to play yeah, it was really cool, but I, I hate time stuff. Like oh, anytime yeah. something is timed, it just my anxiety goes up like big time. So I was <laughs> kind of like I didn't feel I could enjoy those moments because I'm rushing through the levels to make sure I have enough air. You know, uh, so that was kind of a bitch. But it was really cool as far as sound design and look and everything. Um, this one I wrote because <laughs> I, I must have fucking saved. <laughs> a thousand times like yes. every time i pass one of those little fucking things i save for sure and yes. sometimes i'd kill two enemies and then walk back and save and save it yeah were you guys the same i'm right there with you man i i would save for when early on in the game i would save like maybe once and go i mean thankfully this game it doesn't give you like the endless horde of enemies coming after you you know where like it's just limitless they just keep coming until you meet an objective but I would definitely save very little in the beginning, but once I got to the end, I was saving like a million times. Yeah, I saved a motherfucking ton. Uh, so yeah, no, no shame in saving for me in this one. Yeah, I must have spent an hour in game time just saving. <laughs> God damn, I saved a lot. Um, what was your most memorable moment in the game? Uh, for me, it was raging. Um, when I was, you know, you do the meteors, you're doing the rail gun, killing the fucking meteorites, destroying them. I walked away from there like, ha, ah, fucking finally done. I'm glad. Only to come back to that shit. And now you have to fucking kill a slug boss that's outside of the Ishimura mounted on it. And you have to hit these uh, yellow tentacles that are floating left. It was frustrating, man. Um, but once once I finished it, once I got the hang of it, it was cool. I just I didn't really I hated the railguns. It kind of took me out of the game. Um, but that 
and how easy it was for the end boss. I mean, you go through all this game, everything's hard, and the and the end boss is all it is is you know like a strafe left and right. I that was pretty funny for me. The most memorable moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when 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 Hammond gets cornered by the creature and his leg is ripped yeah. off and he gets beaten to death with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. <laughs> Poor great Hammond, scene. man. Yeah, great scene though. Uh, we already talked about mine uh, pushing the fucking meteor out because it was such a bitch <laughs> <laughs> that it, I, I'll never I'll never forget that fucking level. You know, just the way that room looked and how that thing spun. And it's just ugh, I fucking hated it. So that's what about the, what about the butthole uh, boss that was like in the the greens? Uh, the butthole oh, boss. <laughs> that's right. That's how I remembered him was the butthole boss. You went to like. Uh, like the plants and shit and then he was like this big tunnel and he was like at the end of it you remember that because it was like a zero g i forgot what it was I forget what chapter is it, it the one that like grabs your ass and drags you around no no that's the tentacle that drags you in the corridor i'm talking about like avion or what's the word it's something onyx avionics no anyways we'll skip it i'll be here forever trying to think about it <laughs> uh how does the gameplay hold up to today's standards for you better than i thought <laughs> i mean uh, don't get me wrong. I would love to see this game remastered, given a facelift with like, you know, how they did Resident Evil 2 uh, from what it was released to what it is now. I would love for Dead Space to get that because nothing would delight me more than to see Necromorphs with today's graphics. Um, but the way it was, the way it played and handled and I mean, it was it was phenomenal, man. I didn't the, the graphics and nothing like that took me away from the game like I had thought it was going to do. I thought it held, uh, it held up great, and I really appreciate the tracking device where you just push a button and it lights up a fucking arrow for you. Yes, amazing. I love it. I love it. And I wish Here's more games would do that. Ooh. Yep, running um, holds up extremely well. Uh, see, I, I found the movement a little clunky. Um, particularly two things. Number one, when I was put into a situation where I was getting overwhelmed, I found it very hard to escape. Like, there's no rolling back there's no like you know you have to like turn there's around like and try to run and they, they keep attacking you so i thought that was a little clunky and fucking isaac has got to have one of the worst punches ever uh trying to hit an <laughs> enemy with that fucking like super huge swing of a punch was just impossible and, I was and like, ineffective fuck. even when you contacted super ineffective yeah it was and how terrible. many times did you mix up the swing with the fucking curb stomp uh, all the time so. what was the curb stomp even there for I use it all the time. Oh, I rarely used it. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I stasis the fuckers to the floor and then just stomp their head off. See, I didn't even think about that. I would just, I would stomp them just to make sure they were dead because I found out the hard way they don't all die right away. Uh, I remember doing it a lot, uh, my original playthrough in 2009, because there's an achievement for stomping off so many limbs. Oh, <laughs> so, shit. Uh, and I remember getting that a long time ago. But uh, uh, So graphically, uh, you talked a little bit about it, but do you think it holds up to today's standards? No. I mean, I see, I, I think it's okay. I mean, if we're being like nitpicky and stuff, then no. You know, you can tell it's a game from, you know, mid-2000s, but for me... I mean, it's, I thought it was great. I mean, again, the, the music and everything plays so much into it that the graphics didn't take away anything. It, it added to it. And I, I enjoyed it. I mean, like I said, I would love to see a facelift on it and to give me today's type graphics on it. But even with what it had, I still enjoyed it. 
Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it as well, and I think it looked fine, but if I compared it to a Series X game, absolutely not. But it didn't ever take anything away from it. It still looked fine, and it was upscaled, and yeah, still dug it. I mean, I think the biggest problem is the lighting effects in it. Um, yeah, Imagine when you have a Series X tracing? here. Yeah. yeah. No ray tracing. <laughs> You'd be spoiled, man. Dead Space with ray tracing and everything. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Survival horror. Oof. Can't wait for it to get like really take off for this next generation. Um, I, I think the game holds up well for being as old as it is. I think the levels look good. I think Isaac's suit looks good, and some of the like disguise and stuff. What looks terrible are the other characters. Like holy fuck, they look terrible. Hammond in that. Oh my god! Like the the other human characters look like shit. <laughs> like <laughs> so that was probably the most glaring issue to me. Uh, but overall, I, I was impressed for a game that old. Uh, so that that was really cool to see. Um, how scary did you find this game, especially compared to other survival horror games? Fucking terrifying. <laughs> um, I know I'm I'm like the wuss of the bunch. I mean, you guys basically uh, eat horror movies and stuff for breakfast. Uh, but for me, uh, sitting there playing this game with the with the music on fairly decent i mean it was just it had all the jump scares it, the character the, the enemies were terrifying if you like you really sat there and looked at them and how they were modeled and everything they were scary um it just you know when you're going crazy thing, things would just happen that there's always something to keep you on the edge of your seat and for me i mean i wasn't like oh i can't sleep for two weeks it was just it was a fun scary experience and and i love that the game did that to me you know where it's like oh man i have to i have to take a breather real quick because that shit was intense i just killed like and 10 freaking uh slashers coming at me and i i loved it i think it was scary it was perfect perfect balance of everything yeah didn't think it was scary um but like i said earlier super tense like i wasn't ever like you know chills or anything like that like for example outlast is fucking scary <laughs> yeah um but no like you get overwhelmed very easily and you're on a catwalk and in front of you, there's two motherfuckers coming behind you. There's a fucking other guy crawling, you know, it's, it gets very tense very quickly. So the tension factor is a, a 10. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And something I want to give huge props to this game is balance. Uh, I was always strong enough to handle any situation, but not so strong that I felt I could just like walk around and not get, you know, yeah. not be in danger. So you're always in that perfect amount of danger super to have to be careful, but not so bad that it's like, Oh fuck, this, this is going to be impossible. You know, and it, yeah, it you got perfect. a slasher running after you. And then one of those uh, exploder, <clears throat> the one with the explosive hand thing. Oh yeah. Right. Comes up behind you, knocks you on your fucking feet. And there it is. The rest is history. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, what were your thoughts on the overall story of the game? I loved it. I know I alluded to it earlier, but how it started and how the story just kind of evolved over a few different chapters. Um, and then I really loved the, how the church of unitology was like behind all this shit because it's their belief. Like to me, that story of like a religion that doesn't really tell you all the truth and has its blind followers. And then, fucking chaos you know have ensues and then you have like the ultra hard like believers killing people sacrifice like i love that i love that in movies and i loved it in this game yeah i agree um i also like that no one was safe i mean obviously isaac was safe but 
the girl, she gets fucking brutally killed. Hammond brutally killed. The uh, priest guy, or whatever he was, that was following you around talking shit, brutally yeah, killed. Doctor. Yeah. Um, was it predictable? Like, he knew where it was going, sure. But I still, like, was really invested in the story. I, I was invested in the story and everything. Uh, my one complaint, and this is probably a mechanic thing from, you know, 360 days, but a lot of the stuff happened behind glass and yeah. it made me feel like I wasn't really part of it. It made me feel almost like I was watching it like a movie. And that was something I thought was a bummer. So it's, it's like you never really interact with characters. They're always like behind something or above yeah, something. Setting or, up the scene or something. Yeah. And it, to me, that took me a little bit out of it. Uh, it, was, it just happened too much. You know, it was cool. Like one or two times when you'd see like people getting killed from the other side of the glass. But they just kept using that over and over and over they again. Did, yeah. By the end, I'm like, okay, that's you know. But I like I like for the I like on this game that you didn't start off as like this badass like military or law enforcement or something. Like you started off as like this engineer dude. Even down to like the weapons you use, you weren't using like uh, like crazy heavy machine guns or rocket launchers or stuff. You were using essentially like tools of the trade of like at the engineer you know the plasma cutter which was used for what he worked on and stuff like i like i like that it was a it was a step back from what you're used to in a lot of games like oh here's a fucking seal team six dude and you're gonna go in and you're gonna kill these guys like i honestly playing this game like i watched the uh prequel short film prior to this us recording this and i thought to myself man how much different would it be if you played this game with like a handgun and with the goal of having to take off the limbs to kill them faster, like you would get nowhere fast. It was kind of cool to use these different type of weapons that, that made a difference. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then the final question, thoughts on the final boss and the surprise ending? For me, um, like I said, I this is probably one of the things that took away from me because you spent this whole game, like you were saying, like just, just on the edge of your seat, never feeling like you were safe and i mean even that last like build up to the final boss battle where you're moving the marker from one side to the other you have all these different types of enemies getting you then you finally get to the boss and the boss fight consists of strafing all the way left strafing all the way right picks you up by the by the foot and you shoot his bulbs and it was like too easy if that makes any sense and for me i was like man i played this whole game i was so like intense and then i got to this and it was like not that bad and the surprise ending well i'll wait till we can all talk about that but i love that yeah i'm with you i hate in games where you're like move move the car like in last of us where you gotta like push the car yeah. and stop and when shoot push the car stop and yes. shoot yeah i hate stuff like that because it's you know they're just trying to fill out the runtime and like yeah. okay we got to move the marker okay now i gotta shoot a guy now i got the same rinse and repeat and yeah i agree the the boss was too easy maybe that was because our difficulty was easy um oh dude even the harder difficulty is the same thing a, yeah. it's just it, it reminded me of uh borderlands one if you guys have beaten that the final boss is like laughable laughably easy in that <laughs> one um yeah let down i do like when he crushed the chick though that was cool oh fuck yeah she finally got what she deserved yeah Cause it's like, you're pushing that fucking marker to the very end. You're like, cool. And then the bitch is like, no, Isaac, I'm taking it back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this whole fucking game. 
yeah uh i agree with you guys uh it's funny because i just finished gears of war 5 uh again a few days ago and the last boss is pretty much the same last boss as dead space like in look <laughs> and the way you have to shoot the tentacles and it's like it's, it was funny it was like almost practically the same boss but done better in gears of war like in that version he's actually pretty hard uh yeah this boss was super easy and kind of a letdown because it's kind of leading up to this boss the whole game yeah so I was a little disappointed with that. I kind of thought though, like the hive mind in general was kind of weird. Like with the necromorphs and stuff, you have like these, I guess like, I don't know these, I don't know how to put it. Like you have like these fucking kaiju type monsters at the end, you know, right. like super big and stuff. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. You know, like we first were fighting like these reanimated humans and babies. And now we're fighting like this big hive mind kaiju. It was kind of weird for me at first, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, and what you guys think about the uh, surprise uh, little twist? I love here. that, dude. I mean, girl, what game do you play? Yeah, yeah Nicole. Okay. When she's at the cockpit and you re- you're like, lean forward. He takes off his mask finally. Like, oh, shit, everything's done. Leans forward, and then he leans back, and there she is. You know, like, I, to me, it's a figment of his his craziness that leads into two. But for her to, like, ah! I was like, oh, fuck. Like, what a good way to end the game. I, I Actually, I'm on the opposite end there. I thought it kind of cheapened it. It went from like cool survival horror to like gimmicky jump scare at the end there. I think the whole idea was, you know, the marker caused craziness and and Isaac starts falling into chaos, you know, seeing her through the transmissions throughout the game and stuff like that's a that's a sign that like, hey, he's kind of going crazy like everyone else did. And and just when you think everything's okay and the game's ending on a somewhat positive note, you go to realize, oh fuck, like they may have killed it, but he's still fucking suffering from the effects. At least that's the way I took it. Yeah. Um, I, because because I know what happens later, like I can interpret it differently, but I remember seeing it for the first time and thinking, holy shit, like, is Isaac dead? Is this the end of him? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought it was really cool at the time, but now that I know kind of where it's leading into Dead Space 2, uh, it was, yeah, it, it's interesting, but it took me by surprise the first time. I remember that for sure. I love this game, man. And I love playing it. I loved revisiting. And for me, if we're going to rank it on a one to 10, like I'm definitely giving this for me personally, a nine out of 10. I I love this game and the atmosphere and everything uh, about it. And that's why I like the franchise um, because it continued on and like improved on this game so much in my opinion. Um, But I'm giving this a nine out of 10. As much as I hate the asteroid level where you have to shoot it, um still a really good game so i'm right there with you i'll give it an i'm, I'm leaning a, toward 8.75 um but or to 9.25 so i'm right in the middle there so let's go nine yeah well we're unanimous there too uh you know it's not perfect but it's amazing and i give it a nine as well i just i fucking nice. love this game it's uh and it's not even my favorite in the series which is crazy yeah um, so I, I like yeah, two better yeah. but uh <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's an awesome game. And, you know, it's funny when Todd picked it, I was a little bit in my mind, I'm like, ugh, I have to go back to play a 360 <laughs> game, you know? But I'm so <laughs> happy I, I did. And now I'm like, by the end, I'm like, holy shit, I, I think I might even play Dead Space 2 soon, you know? Uh, You're going to have to if it's my pick. Yeah, no, it's, I it's gotta, awesome. I got a big smile on my face once I started playing it. Once the titles rolled and you started playing, I got a big smile. And I was like, I'm I'm in, dude. I'm in for this. I, I can't wait to finish it again. But yeah, me too. I liked it, dude. And uh like we like we when we opened this show and we were talking about we're changing things up a little. Two weeks is a 
a little hard to get past some of these games, especially because we all have, you know, our personal lives and, and stuff going on behind the scenes. So we're going to do every other month. So I get to pick the next game and I hope you guys are ready. I was stuck between two of them, but I kind of went with the one that intrigued me a little bit more. So our next game we're going to play is going to be Control. No. <laughs> you don't want to play Control? <laughs> no, I started playing it. Oh, you did? Huh? How far are you? Uh, maybe an hour. What do you want? I have another choice if you want to go. No, no, it's your choice. choice. I'm just saying. It feels good, man. I want to play Control. I've heard a lot of good things about it, and I know you guys are going to play it on the uh, Series X. I'm going to tackle it on the PS5. Cool. Yeah, I I think it's on uh, Game Pass. So It is. Yeah, I I checked. (laughs) I made sure. (laughs) Yeah, saw that. Do you know how long it is approximately? Or I I looked it up and it was uh, showed me like ten hours. All right, oh, that's not bad at all. I tried to. I mean, obviously, there's other games. I was like, oh, cool, but I I wanted to keep in mind time frame because I knew you guys have other the other show and everything. So I tried to find something that was a little bit doable within a month, which is, I mean, Dead Space was like six, seven hours. So ten to ten to fifteen hours long if you do everything. If you do everything, yeah. Yeah. So cool. That's perfect. And uh, just for the audience, uh, so since we're doing this like monthly now, we have one episode where it's a review, one episode where it's not. Uh, what what would you like us to tackle in the non-review episode? Like what subject would you like to, to hear or anything? So we're open to ideas. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Social media or Discord. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right, fellas. All right. It's good to hear from you guys again. You guys have a good night. Listeners, thank you so much. Oh, yeah, I've got all thought about that, my son. How's all your crowd?